Hello and welcome to Gutshot, home of the hottest takes for Magic the Gathering. I'm Will and joining me as always is my absolute 100% favorite person in the entire world, Frederick. Aw, thank you. Hello, it's your boy Fred, and you are listening to Gutshot, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that ventures out of the dungeon. Will, how are you doing today? Mm, I'm doing good. I'm having a, good, having a good day. I'm vibing with my coffee and then my three different kinds of water, all three at different temperatures. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. Um, I had my our, my uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm pre-releases this past weekend, which were very fun. I did a single player, which I went 3-0, and a two at a giant, where we went 3-0. Um, so that felt pretty good. You know, lots of winnings, lots of uh, good cards to go ahead and just trade in while every Mythic is still $30. Um, yeah, and I just had a great time. Uh, how was your weekend? Oh, I had a good weekend. Uh, kind of kind of busy, worked a little bit. Uh, tried to play some Magic on Arena, but didn't really get to play as much as I, I uh, wanted to. I tried to brew a little bit and put together a uh, standard brawl deck for Grandmaster Flowers. Ooh. I'm not sure how good it is, but we're going to play around with it at least a little bit. It's tough because it's hard to synergize in that deck, you know? In yeah. Mono, in Mono White. <laughs> if you're playing as Heliod, that's easy. You know, you um, uh, tons of life gain effects, and then you just kind of snowball by being able to overwhelm your opponent with all the value you're getting off your life gain triggers. Um, mm -hmm. Grandmaster of Flowers doesn't really have anything like that, so it's a little tough. I'm kind of trying to do just kind of like an excuse to just play all the like best mid-range white cards mm -hmm. and see if that can take me there, but it's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, and, and plus one of his loyalty abilities fetches a specific card, which you're only allowed to play one copy of in Brawl. So that's uh, yeah. a little bit awkward. Yeah, well, best of luck to you. That is not a card I would have expected uh, Will to be interested in brewing with, so I'm excited to see what this list ends up looking like. All of the times that I've played Dungeons & Dragons, I've always been pulled to the monk class, and that's mm. like clearly what Grandmaster of Flowers is trying to invoke in Magic. So that's why I feel pulled to it um, a little that's bit. That's fair. Well, let's talk about good cards, actually. For our opening <laughs> hand this episode, let's talk about Fetchlands. Uh, you know, Modern Horizons 2 released about a month ago in uh, June 18th. Uh, it's been about a month, and there was a real question as to how the uh, prices of the enemy Fetchlands would react to being printed. And a month later, once you know it, we have seen the lowest prices on these Fetchlands in a very long time. Have you seen these prices, Fred? Uh, yes, I have uh, acted on these prices. <laughs> um, they are insane. This is the first time since we're before Cons of Tarkir that the uh, enemy fetches are actually cheaper than the ally fetches, because the only reprint they've had since was in a master set that did not reduce their price very much. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm so hype. Listen to these prices. Marsh Flats, $18. Now, I've even seen a couple of copies lower than that. Misty mm -hmm. Rainforest, $30.71. This is all on TCG. Um, I have a, a bunch of these sitting in my uh, safe for later in my cart. I do Vern want to clarify, Cat we are not affiliated with TCG Player. Sure, yeah. Vern Catacombs, $30. Scalding Tarn, may hold on your butts for this one, $36 for a Scalding Tarn. I, I hope everyone got rid of their copies and uh, are buying yeah. up the floor of this. You know? That is a dramatic <laughs> drop in these prices. So, Fred, I want to ask you, um, are you happy with how the reprint of the Fetchlands in uh, Modern Horizons 2 has gone? Is this what you wanted? 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm the Jamoke who bought my playset of Arid Maces when I went off, or not Arid Maces, March Flats when I went off to college for $50 each. So, but it doesn't hurt, you know? I'm just glad more people get to play with them. And I know they'll eventually be that price again if I need to sell them. But, you know, as of <laughs> yeah. right now, out of the enemy fetches, I've got my Marsh Flats, I've got all my um, Misties, I've got two of my Scalding Tarns. Uh, nice. And I just need... I don't know if I'm going to get the other two Scalding Tarns or not. I would really like to pick up Verdant Catacombs while they're cheap. And yesterday... Or, sorry, the day before yesterday. So I pulled a Lolf at one of my pre-releases. And I was like, man, this is not going to be $35 for a week. Um, so I traded it for an Arid Mesa and a bunch of random rares I needed. Some Flip Lands, two Scavenging Oozes, uh, and like a couple random other cards. So I got an Arid Mesa. Uh, a couple days ago, um, just for trading away a card that I think is going to be cheap soon. Uh, and hopefully I'll be able to pick up the rest of my Arid Maces soon after that. But yeah, these prices are insane. If you are a modern player, if you are thinking about ever building another deck that's going to need these fetch lands, or you're thinking about getting into modern, but like you don't want to pull the trigger on uh, an expensive deck, buy a playset of Arid Maces, because then you can build Burn. Or buy a playset of Marsh Flats, so you can work toward a cheap, like, Hate Bears deck. This is the best time to do it. Those fetch lands especially are sub-20, and they haven't been sub-20 dollars literally since before I started playing Magic. So, yeah, yeah. Take this advantage. has got Shots official endorsement. Take advantage of these prices while you can. Like Fred said, these are going to go back up. You have to have these to play any sort of uh, Eternal Magic. Um, and I know that it's daunting if you're like missing a lot of these to kind of buy the whole set. I would say you don't really even need to buy the whole set. Like, um, you know, one of my uh, pet decks for, for Modern is Infect. And, you you know, you do need to play the 8-9 fetch lands for that. But they don't have to be Misty Rainforest. You know, I mm -hmm. you can play a mix of uh, uh, Windswept Heath and uh, Wood Foothills um, if you need to so if some of these are kind of only kind of the colors that you want to play in modern like marsh flats super super cheap price but you know there are a lot of decks that run white and run black that may be you you may be able to play those in those decks so like don't mm -hmm. don't sleep on these prices um i i would say you know there was a lot of talk about whether this was going to actually count as a real reprint for these and it looks like it has you know yes. so this is exactly what we wanted from a uh reprint of the fetch lands um but it's been one month do you think that this is the floor like obviously i think buying now is not wrong at all yeah but do you think that these are going to drop any further or do you think that this is kind of where they're going to settle for at least a little bit I think people are going to keep opening Moho 2 for as long as they can, honestly, uh, to get those Ragavans. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like these are... And, and like as more and more people like finish their playsets of fetches while they're chasing Ragavans, more and more fetches are going to go on the market. Uh, I honestly do feel like this is a great time. Like, they might drop five more dollars each, right? I would say... I, I can't imagine one of the enemy fetches going below $10. Right. Um, so... I think now is a great time to get them. Um, I would say get it. Yeah, I would say get as many of them as you can before they hike in price. That's it's just it's just smart. It just makes sense. If you're the kind of player who, I mean, if you're the kind of player who only like builds a new deck 
like every year and a half and like sells their old one when they build a new one, then I would say no. But if you're the kind of player who likes to have all the cards you might need to build a modern deck you want to try out, you really have to buy the enemy fetches right now. You, it's It would really, like, I think anyone who takes this game seriously and who kind of knows what they're talking about would recommend the same. Of course, that is if you can afford it. And if you can go down to your LGS and win a modern tournament, get enough store credit, if you're thinking about what you're going to spend your store credit on, buy an Arid Mesa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, even if these prices drop a little bit further, you will get so much value out of being mm -hmm. able to play these and just have them whenever you need them that it's totally worth paying like what like a five dollar um like a five dollar premium on like each copy that you play you will absolutely make that up in value from the fun and uh utility that you'll get from owning them so that yes yeah. uh like like you said our official gut shot endorsement by now so very we're, we're going to keep an eye on what's going on with these fetch land prices but we've got mm. a really fun main phase to talk about uh this episode <laughs> i cannot wait to get into it i've been vibing all morning uh containing my excitement about this um uh, but let's go into uh, our engagement uh call to action hey welcome to to gut shot we love doing this program we we want to make the best program we can for you and we want you to engage with us if you like what you're hearing and you're watching this on youtube hit the like button uh it shows us that you you know appreciate what we're doing you can hit the subscribe button for more of that juicy gut shot content the bell icon's there if you would like notifications uh you know if you're into that but more than anything, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, we, we've got a spicy topic today. Do you agree with us? Do you uh, disagree with us? Do you think we're a bunch of yahoos? Let us know in the YouTube comments below, or you can tweet at us at GutShotPod. And I definitely want to uh, read any uh, comments that we get on the air. So, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. But uh, without further ado, this is a very strange topic, but one that I am excited to talk about. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, okay. Uh, have you ever been in a fight, Fred? Uh, I, not not what I think people who get into fights would call fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Me neither. You know, just uh, friendly roughhousing, you know, uh, uh, when I was younger. But, um, you know, hey, you never know when you're going to find yourself in a fight. And you never know when you're actually going to have to uh, trade fists with a Magic the Gathering uh, ca character. So yeah. we we want to we be prepared. We, we want to know which Magic cards are we capable of taking in a fight. And each of us have brought a list of cards that we could definitely win against. I cannot wait to see your uh, your list thread yeah I, I can't wait to see yours i think i think there'll be some interesting arguments over this this first one i don't think i could take them so i would, I would love to hear your rationale why don't we <laughs> jump right into it ragavan nimble pilferer uh you know him he's uh destroying a format i love i i am not of the opinion that he's ban worthy i think he's just a very strong or, I, I i think it's really cool that they could print a strong red one drop and it didn't even go into burn i think that's just you know speaks to the versatility of design in this game i love this card However, I hate his smug face. Um, mm. on, the, on the extended art, he's making a stupid pog face at whatever treasure he just picked up. And I just, I just want to punch him. Uh, you know, I've seen evidence from the games that I've played with him that he's very easy to remove. I've only ever gotten to cast like one fucking spell off of him, even though I've resolved him a lot of times. And uh, I would just really, I, I think it would be pretty easy to, to beat up Ragavan. There's not so much space on an airship, and he can't really go anywhere else to get away from you. So I think once you get your hands on him, you can kind of rough him up a little bit pretty easily. 
Uh, yeah, uh, some will say it's low-hanging fruit, because I've got about a 200-pound weight advantage on him, but I say, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know about this one. I mean, he is the nimble pilfer. I think it's uh, where, you know, he'll dodge you quite a bit and then, you know, like uh, walk away with your uh, your Rolex and your wallet. Mm. Uh, and then who, who wins in that situation? You know? Right, yeah, that's fair. I think that would probably be the style he would go for. Right, yeah, for sure. But I, I think, yeah, if you could get your hands on them, I definitely think you know you, you've got you've got the height advantage. Uh, you know, he's he's got long, uh, uh, long appendages there. But yeah, yeah, the 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 trick would just be getting a hold of him and uh, keeping a hold of your wallet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you've got the next one. Uh, you've heard of MTV Cribs. What about MTG Cribs? All right, my first pick is the baby changeling from Crib Swap. I mean, look look at him. He's so sweet and innocent. I could absolutely take this. It's it's just a literal baby. So I shouldn't have too much of an issue, right? Yeah, I agree. You can you can probably well, it's a changeling baby. Um which means, you know, it can kind of be any creature type, you know. I I I would be wary of this. They switched out the baby for a reason. Yeah, um, sure. may, maybe this one can like is like venomous or, or something or just like corrosive to the touch well be careful when you're beating up that baby the, well the good thing about this is that it, it's a good fight to win i really want to win this one because i get to say that i've won a fight against every creature type if i if i'm oh, able to beat up this baby yeah. if i if i beat up this baby there's all sorts of uh, accolades i can put on myself right that's um, true so i've dragon slayer I've got I've got to win this one. I feel good about it as long as it's not a staring contest. Mm, yeah, yeah. His eyes have seen some shit. <laughs> okay, okay. Your next card, I'm very curious about. Oh, it's so cute. You want to fight this? Uh yeah. Um, that big ass basket of mushrooms. I I, I gotta say I, I want to eat the mushrooms from Truffle Snout. I'm mm. not above saying it. No. Uh. I think I could beat him up easily because he would just come up and try to offer me some mushrooms. He seems like such a pleasant guy, mm. uh, but that's where he went wrong. Uh, I want all of his mushrooms, and <laughs> I, I think I could just probably abscond with the basket of mushrooms, and if he gets particularly mad at me, I can take that sort of wooden saddle on his back and just kind of break it over his head and get away pretty easy. I think Truffle Snout would be a pretty easy kill, um, pretty easy to, to rough up, and that, uh, that basket of mushrooms is a suitable reward. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this truffle snout is definitely a a, a, a um uh, an oinker, not a fighter. Oh yeah, Am I absolutely. Right? Is that you in the background? Uh, j just that like l uh, you know uh, person in the background, just like staring at that uh, uh basket of uh, truffles. That looks yeah, like I'm, you. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to fuck him up. That's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This the okay. <laughs> I am a little jealous of the truffle snout. This boar looks like it's having the time of its life. It's just vibing in the forest with its mushrooms. Uh, it would never see you coming. Yeah, and maybe I'm just jealous of its happiness. And that's, <laughs> that's why I want to beat the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's a good one. Truffle snout, yeah, I would definitely bet on you in that fight. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, I don't know if I would bet on you in the fight against the baby. I got to be 100% honest. but I, I, do, do, I totally get it. Okay, but um, let's talk about this. Is an interesting one. Um. <laughs> okay, okay. So my, my next one is Acacia Money Changer. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and read this because I, I don't think a lot of people know this. It is from uh, Fallen Empires. It's one white for a zero two townsfolk. That may have been Oracle away, but it's t summon townsfolk. A citizen, Money I think now. 
Uh, probably. Money Changer deals three damage to you when summoned. So it's a, it's a zero two that shocks you or a, a bolts you when you play it. And you put three credit counters on Money Changer at that time. During your upkeep, you put a credit counter on Money Changer. Um, and uh, for just at any time, you can uh, just sacrifice Money Changer to gain one life for each credit counter on it. And you can only do that during your upkeep. Uh, this is this is definitely like a uh, you know how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Life gain is bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I I, I just generally want to beat up uh, people who work at banks because uh, I hate banks, true. and that's this guy. Uh, he looks very fuzzy in the way that old Magic the Gathering art is, but he looks vaguely like Jason Segal, so I I think that would give me pause because I, I like Jason Segal. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I hate people who work at banks. This card is very, very bad. Uh, this is the kind <laughs> of white card. card they would print now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Gutshot's had this uh, uh, position for a long time. Uh, a, B, A, C. All bankers are crushable. Or That's cards. true. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop that but um yeah this card it, it's it's a i think it um it's first in a theme for this list which is elderly abuse yes yes absolutely there will probably be a lot of that there if this man is indeed elderly again it, it looks a little bit fuzzy as <laughs> sure. old magic art does I do have to say, I love the art. Uh, this is a Drew Tucker, and he did a lot of old art for Magic, especially during, like, the Dark, Fallen Empires. Um, one of his cards, Ashes to Ashes, is a uh, favorite of mine. I'd really love to see Drew Tucker come back and do some art for Magic. But that is my card, uh, I I Acacia Money Changer. Um, you'll never see this card ever again, so don't worry about <laughs> uh, remembering it. Um, but you have another card that is much more in the uh, in the minds of Curse. Uh, current Magic the Gathering players. Yeah, this one is Charming Prince. Um, so for several years, I had that douchebag chinstrap beard too. Um, I have since been rescued from that by uh, my partner who helped me understand why it was not a good look. Uh, but he's just got such a smug, punchable face. And like, I feel like all those people around him would not jump in and help him. They would kind of just watch because I don't feel like they really want him to be hogging the spotlight either. He looks like he's, like, very full of himself, and I'm just not about it. Um, you know, he's got all three of those abilities, but I don't think any of them are going to save him from a little one-two. That's, that's true. This is a hashtag punchable faces. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where um, everybody um, you know acts like they you know love him and uh, you know want to be his friend and all that stuff, but like everyone knows, like he kind of just needs to be beat down once in his life to uh, to learn a lesson. And uh, I, I think Fred, I think you you are absolutely the person to to teach that lesson to him. Yeah, no one cares that your dad is the king, Trevor. We're just <laughs> here because you have an in-ground pool. Yeah, that's that's true. Does anybody ever gain the three life with this card? Uh, yeah, um, my, so my partner plays, uh, green-white blink in modern, and this is a four of in there because it can blink other creatures. You blink Ewits, you blink Thrag Tusks, etc. But against sure. Burn, you know, you'll just play this down and gain your three life and feel great. Sure, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's fair. That's but fair. typically um, it's Scry 2 if you don't have a creature to flicker. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna guess that your fists do more than three damage, right? I would hope so, yeah. <laughs> so you got this next one. You're picking these scary fucking, like, horror movie cards that, like... I'm just, I would be too spooked. Tell us about this one. 
Yo, I ain't scared. All right, so this is Gilder Baron. A lot of people might know this card. It's a, um, it's up there in a lot of like cutest magic card lists. Um, and uh, you know he's there. He's in his uh, little frog costume, uh, walking through the woods. And I think this would be a great fight for me because you don't really even have to get into a physical fight with uh, Gilder Baron. All you have to do is just bully him, and it would be so easy. Am I right? Oh yeah. Just yeah. Just pull out the real zingers. Just be like your chub toad cosplay sucks. Uh, you know, your RGB setup is cringe, man. You know, like <laughs> and the, the untapped symbol. It's a bad mechanic. Stop trying to make Groiper a thing. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Gilder Baron would just uh, run away crying and yeah. uh, you know, uh, fight, fight one. It's so easy. I, I actually respect that. I think I think you've won me over that. I think you could definitely beat up Gilder Baron. Those are some sick zingers. You wouldn't even have to beat him up. You just roast his lack of drip. Um I do think, like, cards like this, especially from this block, just are a little bit too, like, uncanny. They look like, you know, the little kids in a horror movie that are supposed to warn you that, like, a house is haunted or whatever. So I probably would just be too scared. But, I mean, I'm too scared to take out the trash on my night shift at work because I'm scared there's going to be someone behind the dumpster. So Man. maybe that just says more about me than it does about Gilder Baron. Yeah, fair enough. The trick here is to outrun all of his uh, adoring fans. That That's mm. the fight I won't be able to win. Yes. Yeah, you, you cannot face the army of Gilder Baron stands. <laughs> yeah, all right. Tell us about your next one. And this isn't even a magic card at all. Yeah, well, you picked a token. You just showed the card that it came from. But I think this token comes from too many different cards to really pick one. And sure. I'm not interested in what card it came from. This is Eldrazi Spawn. It's a 0-1 token that can be sacked to add a mana to your mana pool. I think it speaks for itself. It has zero power. Uh, and these fuckers always run from a fight. Every time you target one of them with a removal spell, they just sack it to make mana. A removal spell has never resolved against an Eldrazi spawn. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just, I, they all, they're always running. They never, they're never putting up, they're never throwing one, two, three, four, five, five hands uh, <laughs> like they could or any number of tentacles. So I just, I think they're all, all talk and no game. Uh, they're just there to cast Emrakul, and if you don't have enough of them to cast Emrakul, then, then they're just there. And I, I think, I think I could beat them up. And the the trick is getting over the psychological part of these. These are eldritch horrors. They are awful, uh, you know, frightening to look at. But yeah, as soon as you're just like, yeah, okay, I don't care how you how you look, I'm still gonna throw down. Yeah, I bet they would they would fold pretty quickly. I, yeah, I'm definitely betting on you for this one as well. Yeah, I just like uh, piles of gravel and pasta aren't that threatening to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, in terms of things to be afraid of on uh, on Zendikar, yeah, Eldrazi spawns not really there. There's all sorts of other things uh, to be afraid of. Uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, right, falling uh, from a cliff. <laughs> right, um, Catholics. Those uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like uh, Kaya, Eternal Pilgrim, or not Kaya? Uh, what was her name? Uh, Yara. Eternal uh, Pilgrim. Uh, oh, I don't know that. Oh, um, are you thinking of um, oh, the clerics that sacrifice each other? Uh, oh, I I don't know what you're thinking about. Okay, yeah, the clerics that sacrifice each other. Sure. Um, Lotus Cobras. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I would uh, I I would want to see that less than Eldrazi spawn. Yeah, inaccurate creature type lines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, next we've got this one, and I, I think I, I agree that you could take this one in a fight, but I don't want you to. Tell us about this one. <laughs> okay, 
Fibblethip, um, you know, a very well-loved character originally printed, uh, originally appearing in the art of a, a Return to Ravnica, um, common, uncommon, uh, totally lost, but has grown, uh, has a mythos grown around him to where he's become a named character in the uh, MTG lore. Um, so this one would be such an easy fight for me um i i wouldn't even have to physically fight much like uh gilder baron i would automatically win via dq because he'd never show up oh yeah yeah i see i thought you were gonna just go for the eye and make sure that fiddlethip remained lost <laughs> yeah for sure i'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm about to uh i'm about to put you on the map and then take you off the map there you uh, go <laughs> yeah well, let me ask you, how do you feel about the um, the character, the mythos of Fibblethip? Do you think that uh, he's a, a good mascot uh, for Magic the Gathering? I mean, that's like the ultimate soy face card, right? Like, it was something that fans attached themselves to, that they were like, look, guys, you like when we reference things you like, let's reference this thing you like. And normally I like those a lot. I like cards that are callbacks to other cards. Uh, and I do like Fibblethip the Lost. I liked, uh, you know, I built a modern deck where I tried to Coco into him um you know to, to draw the extra two cards and like i i played him in a commander deck in uh two lane he's just a neat card like that effect is unique to him and it's probably not gonna be anywhere else so i like the card but um as for fibblethip as a character i probably i i don't really care i just think the effect is unique sure yeah yeah it's cool that um you know the community like kind of created um something that it could like uh be proud of and like on its own but like with most things it kind of became it became cringe once mtg was like or you know wizards was like oh oh you love this we're gonna make a plushie of them we're gonna make them into a real card we're, we're gonna do this and that uh once uh wizards got its grubby little hands on it kind of lost all interest for me so yeah he, so either way he's not gonna show up i don't even have to worry about fighting him yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I, I like. I, I feel like if there's going to be a mascot for Magic, I, I, I would prefer it be Chandra. Probably, I think that makes the most sense. But I think it, people would go with Jace because of the target demographic. Yeah, that ma that yeah. makes sense. Okay, uh, how about your next card? Yeah. So Will is not above uh, beating up babies. Um, I am not above beating up children, and I have chosen Curious Pair. Uh, not only because they have food, so there would be a reward. But also, um, because they're based on Hansel and Gretel, so they're not going to tell their parents. Um, mm. if you, if you just go ahead and just beat the shit out of them and take their stupid pie that's sitting, uh, in the art there. Um, and also, I don't know, German kids, blonde hair, that's bad vibes. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I would like to assert that beating up children is morally neutral, um, and it's determined based on whether the children have bad vibes. And these are some real like tomorrow belongs to me looking jamokes. So I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say I would like to beat up Curious Pair. Oh yeah, I think that's a a great a great idea. Um, honestly, these kids are already in danger. You're not like you're not like adding to the level of danger. You know, they're they're already in the danger. You know, it's, it's a like, great it's, point. it's free. It's free. It's a free roll. It's a two for one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> free food. Uh, okay. Well, um. Yeah, I think I think the curious pair definitely deserves it. I, oh. Yeah, bad bad vibes, bad vibes all around. Yeah, yeah, bad vibes. But uh, now it's time for good vibes. Tell us about this one. Oh, bottle gnomes. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> bottle gnomes. Uh, you know, classic flavor text reinforcements or refreshments and i have a very strong opinion on this one um it will be more of a fair fight you know uh, i definitely think that you know it could it you know uh, could go either way depending but you know when i can literally drink you out of existence i i really do think 
that the odds are in my favor. And, and I've been known to crush a few pe uh, Pepsi Blues in my time, and uh, these look just as refreshing. Yeah, I've been known to crush a few uh, Ajaxes uh, in my time, and I, I, I guess now we're going to have the debate that I don't think this podcast or our friendship can weather. What's in there? Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to hope that it's Pepsi Blue because that would be delicious. Um, It's probably like blues, Blue Raspberry Flavor Aid. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Mondo Barrel Juices. Did you drink those as a kid? Were those uh, around when you were a kid? Yes, I do remember those. Yes. Mm -hmm. That shit slaps. I love it, those. It has been a very long time since I've had uh, had one of those. Um, well, I mean, I, yeah, you're an adult man, so. <laughs> if I could rip one of these ball of gnomes head, head off and, like, hear him scream, throw, you know, throw the head away and then enjoy a, a wonderful Mondo barrel beverage, that would be so nice. Absolutely. Uh, as Kendrick Lamar says, pour up, drink. <laughs> okay okay so uh how about your next one this is this is a very familiar face for a lot of old school magic players i just don't like his fucking hat um <laughs> this is Pro prodigal sorcerer uh aka tim uh my dad had a friend named tim in college who uh is a, a libertarian uh so that kind of you know doesn't help but i i just don't like his hat i don't like his facial hair he just has a cringe vibe and he's weak as hell like, the tapping to deal one damage to target creature or player, like, yeah, you're going to pick on other 1-1s. One that sounds about right. And then, like, you know, the fact that, like, he's 3 mana and he can't even kill a 2-2 two -two unless he blocks it and is untapped and doesn't have summoning sickness. Just get mm -hmm. the fuck out of here. Just just go home. <laughs> this definitely reminds me of the, uh, the, the SpongeBob episode that I referenced earlier. The old man at the uh, um, bus stop. He's like, I love the young people. That's definitely the vibe that this guy has. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of this guy's vibe. I know you probably have different opinions on this guy's vibe, but I would definitely... I, I think I could beat him up. I think that's no question. I think he's just a poser in a stupid hat, but... You know, in real life, if someone comes up to you and they're wearing a beret, that could only mean two things. Uh, one, they're French, which which means I, I'm, I'm, you know. Uh, it's on know. site. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, or they're just really, really weird. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably not physically in, in shape to, uh, to, you know, to beat anybody up. You so. already said French. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, Prodigal Sorcery, yeah, he's just, he's giving you the stink eye. And that's not that's not a good thing, you know. He needs to uh, um, learn his place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I will teach him his place. Speaking of characters that need to learn their place. Okay, okay. So I know that we're talking about uh, you know like creature cards mostly here, but I gotta take the opportunity to dunk on my boy Jay Spellerin. Like he he is so cringe. Literally meant to be the embodiment of the you know, quote smartest gamer in the room. And that just that just sucks. That's just bad. <laughs> gamers yeah. should gamers should not be made to feel good about themselves. I'm just That's I'm true. just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, right. And, and gamers are not known for their physical prowess. So you know me and my still limited physical activity should have no problem uh beating up Jace. Yeah, and, unless you're talking about pirate Jace. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of different iterations of Jace, and he definitely looks the most swole in that one. But you know, still just a uh, a thin, lanky gamer. Um, but you know, I don't think that beating him up will be all that much of a problem. It's so easy to make amends afterwards. All all I have to do is just never pay the one uh, for his Rhystic study in our next Commander game, and he'll get <laughs> his uh, sense of gamer superiority back, and we'll be friends again. 
Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be friends with him. I, I don't think I could beat up Pirate Jace, but the only thing that this Jace is pirating is anime. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be an issue. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So Jace, just get better. Just do something better, man. <laughs> Not, not, good, uh, not good. So next we've uh, got Solemn Simulacrum. I'm terribly sorry if I chose the Pro Tour winner version of this card. I deliberately didn't do that. I deliberately didn't pick another card because I didn't want to pick one with the likeness of an actual player. So just pretend I picked the other art if I did pick the one with What's-His-Face in it. <coughs> you know Solemn Simulacrum, you love him. He's got a death trigger. He's only a 2-2. And he, I just feel like he'd be too sad to do anything while I, while I beat him up. I could probably just like push him off of a hill. And he mm -hmm. just kind of he just kind of take it, you know. I kind of just stomp on him. He appears to only be partially flesh and partially person. And the person parts, you can hit him with a with a crowbar, baseball bat, whatever you want. Just uh, give him a good roughing up, and he'd uh, he'd be too depressed to really do anything about it. So solemn simulacrum, sad robot, very easy W I think for either of us. What do you think about that? Yeah, even if you're part flesh, the flesh is still spongy and weak. Um, I would be worried about trying to fight any sort of human-sized artifact creature just because, you know, the size and weight of metal. But, you know, with his, um, you know, dep you know um, depression, you could probably, you know, he'll already be standing next to a uh, to a cliff. So all you got to do is just take that push and uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll work itself out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so this one I don't understand how you think you will win but tell us about this one okay so my next one that i think that i could take in the fight is the infernal spawn of evil now i'll be honest this is one bad dude you know <laughs> you you would rather not have to tangle with this one uh the, you know the name alone sh uh, sends shivers down the spine of any mortal human but you know as they say there are a lot of great equalizers out there and i believe fists are one of Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I just have to make sure that, uh, you know, the Infernal Spawn of Evil doesn't uh, <clears throat> throw their steaming hot mug of hot chocolate in my face and scurry away through a jerry hole. As long as they don't do that, I think it's a good fight. So uh, I, I think that I could take the Infernal Spawn of Evil. How, how about you? Do you think you could take them? Oh, I do. I think um, the I, I could just, like, pretend that it's Mickey Mouse and my motivation of how much I hate Disney would allow me to, uh, like, push through and, and get a pretty easy victory against this guy. He's also got the scarf on, which I feel like if you pulled at it right, you just get a little... and kind of be over from there, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've listened to Weezer. I, 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 know, I know how <laughs> pulling threads is. Just pull on his tail. But you, yeah, also have, um, you also have to be careful because he has kids. You know, it's it's a whole family affair. It's got the Infernal Spawn, the Infernal Spawn, and then I think there's a third one that I know exists but don't know what it says. So, you know, hey, there's there's always more. All right, well, I, I grew up without my biological dad, and I turned out fine. I'm just a 22-year-old man who has a podcast where we talk about beating up fictional rats from a children's card game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so his kids, kids will be fine. Right, right, right. Okay, how about your next one? All right, my next one is Karn Silver Golem. Uh, and I really just put this example in here to illustrate that pacifism is cringe. Karn won't fight mm -hmm. back on principle. You can do whatever you want to him. Uh, and, you know, that includes just, like, kind of chipping away at him with a little pickaxe until you got a little, bunch of little Karn nuggets. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I want some Karn nuggets. I, uh, I yeah. <laughs> Tender, juicy metal nuggets. He, right. Yeah, I mean, I... Look, he's a pacifist. He's not gonna. He's not gonna fight you. He's just a precious metal boy, and uh, yeah, I, I think it would be very easy to beat up Karn. I don't. He wouldn't fight back. He would just kind of curl up in fetal position, and you just kick him with your steel toe boots. 
ah, man, I don't know about this. Yeah, you're right. He is a pacifist, but like he is a hunking chunk of metal. And now these days, a planeswalking chunk of metal, like, you know, like, yeah, you can fight him and he won't fight back, but you're, you're never beating him. I think, I think it's a, um, it's a, uh, um, a, uh, the perfect example of just a uh, a draw, you know, like uh, you you uh, you cannot. It's an inevitable draw. You're, you're not going to be able to do anything that's like seriously going to hurt Karn. So uh, you know, um, I guess I guess if you love drawing, then yes, that's a a, a good fight. But uh, Karn's not Karn's not going to kneel over. Do you think you could beat him by just insulting pacifism as an ideology? Huh, yeah, he does do a lot of that. I did read all of the um old books and uh yeah, he I I, I think that he would uh, get into a um a discussion about that for sure. He definitely thinks he's better than everyone else because he's pacifist. I get a smug centrist vibe from Karn. We didn't talk about Karn in um in our putting people on the political compass episode, did we? I don't think so, but there's right. al there's always an opportunity for another one of those episodes. Okay, well Karn is a smug centrist. Um, and you've got this next one, uh, creature, he's unfortunately no longer an uncle creature type, but, uh, tell us about this one. Always an uncle in our hearts. Uh, you know, everyone has that, uh, crazy uncle in their family that you can look at and tell has, has lived a crazy life. Uncle Istvan is definitely that uncle, but I mean, let's be honest, his, his prime has passed him, you know? Um, that axe doesn't look like it's been sharpened since 1982, you know? It's, it ain't chopping through anything. And, and honestly, I don't think that skull is real either. Really? I don't know. I get a Kaczynski vibe from this guy. I, uh, I would be I would be his nephew. Ba based in Uncle Pilled? Based in Uncle Pilled. I, I, I would be his nephew, I think. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I would definitely beat him up. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I think the axe is just for show. He's probably using that just as an ornamental, like, way to, like, chop tomatoes in his kitchen. Oh, uh, that's I'm, tomato I, juice on the axe. I, I ain't afraid. I, I'm going to I'm gonna fight Uncle Istvan, and uh, I'm going to be kicked out of the will. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you any of the sweet, sweet plastic skulls I inherit from him. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, yo, uh, Uncle Vistaman, keep it on a swivel, man. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, so next we've got this one that um, really just... Um, I'm uncomfortable with how much it reminds me of myself. And that's uh, why I want to I beat it up. Um, <laughs> I also uh, make myself out to be much more than I am. This flavor text sounds exactly like something that I would say after I, like, get a decent score in a super monkey ball level or something. This mm. is Scornful Egotist. Uh, once I was human, now I am far more. Um, I mean, he's just, like, a swirling body of... Uh, well, I mean, we can have this debate again. You think it's, like, Mountain Dew Livewire or whatever? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's like, dish soap or something. I don't know. Uh, he's a 1-1 one, one who can pretend to be a 2-2, two, two, and that's that's uncomfortably close to home for me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's going in the shitter. He's getting a swirly. I'm taking his lunch money. He he looks like the kind of person that tried to act like they're very, like, high-maintenance, but, uh, you know, it's all act, you know? Like, oh, mm -hmm. you can't afford me, but uh, it turns out that uh, all I gotta do is take you through the McDonald's drive-thru and you're completely happy. That's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Scornful Egotist, uh, I, I look forward to to many years of, of gut shot and many more opportunities to uh, make fun of Scornful Egotist. I can't wait to uh, 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 until the next time we make a joke about this guy. Yeah, I like Duncan on this joke. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's like, it's like we, we, um, we, o- we only bully the ones we love. Right. And, uh, I, I think that Scornful Egotist is uh, definitely a part of the Gutshot family at this point. Yeah. 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 Uh, friend of the show, Scornful Egotist. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, next we've got another friend of the show and one we bring up quite often because we love him. Yeah, Storm Crow. Storm Crow descending, winter ending. Boy, the only thing descending are going to be these hands. Hey, <laughs> No, but seriously, Storm Crow, it's literally a bird. I, I would like to think that I could beat up a bird. Um, but hey, I-, I don't know. You know, crows are known to be smart, so it might turn into a bit of a, a battle of wits. But like my ba- uh, my battle of wits deck, I'm a lot bigger. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, Stormcrow on the wind, time for some cringe. <laughs> Stormcrow in place, time to be based. That's yeah. how the poem goes. This, uh, Yeah, I, I think I could kill a bird. Uh, <laughs> uh, especially like the fat-ass pigeons that hang out in the parking lot of our LGS. Our LGS has some fascinatingly large pigeons. They're like super fat. Yeah. Uh, mostly because it's sandwiched between two restaurants, but it's... Very, very big pigeons. And if those count as storm crows, I mean, I could probably just go outside and, like, hit one with my backpack, and it'd be mm. in the pavement. Yeah, yeah. Um, Was a fun magic meme for its time, but it's time's past, and uh, time to bully it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am tired of storm crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's... okay. All right, um... Tin Street Dodger is the new one, and just look at this milady ass motherfucker. All right, he's literally tipping a fedora in the fucking art. This is the card I I want to beat up the most, and definitely could beat up the most. You know, he's he's he can make he can dodge things that don't have defender. He's got a haste, whatever. He's too busy like sending creepy texts to women on Reddit who like post something in I don't know r slash PC gaming. And I just, I don't have time for that. I, I feel like I could just punt him. I could just kick him, like, ten feet, probably. And he would just be, oh, I studied the blade. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I think, I think he'd, he'd be an easy W, and I don't like his vibe. Sure, yeah, yeah. This is definitely, he's definitely got uh, a neckbeard incel vibes on, uh, on, on this one. Um, I, I don't like the, 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 the pointy teeth. You, you want to stay away from the mouth, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, definitely, uh, scrappy, but I think that you could, you could definitely take it. Do you think he's scrappy? I think he spends all of his time browsing, like, the transphobic replacement for r slash anime memes after they ban that slur. Mm. That's the vibe I get from him. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so too too busy um, uh, making threats against women online uh, to Absolutely. actually to actually know that you're about to uh, to um, hit down on them. Yeah, 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 the dumb b words who won't date a nice guy like him. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, this is an odd one. Uh, why is this here? <laughs> All right, so this is our uh, this is my last one. I think just our last one. Yes, um, completely. Yeah. Uh, so mine is dazzling ramparts. Um, a, you know, d- a creature wall defender uh, from Konzatark here, and I'm surprised that this one wasn't on your list, Fred. And you know, let's be honest, this one's easy. Just walk away. Just just walk away. Don't look at it. Just, just just close your eyes. I I think this is an easy one to beat for another reason. Uh, in the Bible, they tore down the walls of Jericho just by um, 
smashing jars and blowing into trumpets, which, like, Hmm. you know, was a lot for back then. We have ska now. And I think it would be incredibly easy to break down this wall with some really awful rude boy sax playing. Oh yeah, for for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, if it, if you just like uh, uh, hit the horn, you know, you're, you're blowing in it, and all of a sudden you hear um, the impression I get from the my my boss tones, that will absolutely yes. bust these wide open. But yeah, just 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 walk away. Just just close your eyes. You don't even have to look at it. But uh, <laughs> how is okay. cyberbullying even real? Just walk away from the screen. <laughs> Anyway, so that's my that's that is our last card. Uh, hey, I hope you had fun with this one. We definitely had a lot of fun. Let us know if you agree with uh, what we said on, on this uh, episode. Which cards do you think you could fight or want to fight? Uh, let us know in the YouTube comments, or you could tweet at us at GutshotPod. We want to hear what you think about this. Um, and let's move into our scoop step. What are we doing today, Fred? Yeah, so for our scoop step, we've just got four this week, but we're doing some random card reviews. You know it, you love it. I think it's my favorite scoop step, skip, scoop step to do. Although I do want to do another drip rating eventually, but uh, I, I I like this. I like these scoop steps. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna be talking about four random cards. I'd only heard of two of them, uh, oh, okay. which is usually I've heard of more of them when we do these. But yeah, so do you want to read the first one? Or do you want me to? I'll read it. Let's go with um, Idyllic Tutor. I do know this card. Uh, I, th- I think that this is seeing a bit of a, a resurgence uh, these days. Uh, Idyllic mm-hmm. Tutor um, is too generic of the white for sorcery. Searcher, and, oh, and it's a rare from Theros Beyond Death. Is this a reprint? Uh, yes, it's a reprint yeah. from Lore, one of the Lorwyn sets. This is a pre-release promo from Theros Beyond Death. You can see the little sure. date in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that this was a reprint. Search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. We know that um, uh, um, tutors are very, you know, powerful. A three mana tutor, um, and, you know, even if it's uh, limited, is going to be really good in the right deck. And there are lots of um, powerful enchantments um so i am not surprised to see especially in the commander format i'm sure that this is you know uh taking off and doing a lot of work in that format yes uh i mean i think like it was really like a price issue for a lot of players before it got reprinted so like commander decks that wanted it didn't have it um until it was in theorist beyond death but you know and it's it's bad and limited so it sucks to open it as your rare but uh it's a it's a good card in some constructed formats and that art is really pretty i really like this art so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm never gonna be mad opening this yeah for sure for sure um yeah it's definitely you know it's not originally from theros but this is definitely a great um theros flavor that they put on this art that just looks like a really nice place to be uh you know whatever that little plaza you know elevated plaza is with a huge tree and then for the you know uh, nick's god to be reaching their hand down that's just that's just iconic theros so they did a great job of theming this to the enchantment set yeah, yeah. If you're making a Theros Vibes Spotify playlist, this is the the art that you would use. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, speaking of, uh, well, this isn't Theros. This is Endicar. But uh, speaking of vibes, uh, Pillarfield Ox. Mm. This is a uh, three and a white for a two four common ox. <laughs> so very bad card. Um, this version's from M thirteen. Um, but shout out to Bruce Tarl, Gomafada Nomad, spitting absolute zingers at everyone in his way. Just the most like powerful roast roastmaster general uh, ever to exist. Um, 
just a lot of bangers. Uh, and one of them is the flavor text of this card. Unfortunately, this card is not a banger. You do not play four mana two fours anywhere, even unlimited. So uh, oh, really just yeah. a waste of cardboard, but... Yeah, now, uh, we did just recently get Animal Sanctuary, which powers this card up quite a bit. So you can uh, pay two mana, tap your land, and put a 1-1 counter on this. That's a pretty good game. You definitely want to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that that might be the only, like, time I would consider playing this. Right, no, no, that's that's bad. You don't want to do that. Uh, but Bruce Tall was really um, popular uh, when it first uh, uh, was printed in uh, one of the commander sets, the first one with a partner, right? Yes, yeah, he was a partner commander. He's a red-white one. Oh, yeah, he, he's very, very uh, um, a stereotypical um, uh, trope of a just like a nineteen, like a 1900 strongman uh, with the shaved head and the mustache. Uh, very like, you know, I can lift these huge, uh, you know, comic, uh, you know, uh, iron dumbbells and uh, not uh, it's cool that, uh, you know, that he can be tied to another card that's iconic in its own right as a terrible limited card. Yeah. Yeah, and and several others. He's this is not the only flavor text he's been in for sure. Mm. Um, although he's, you know, I think he's, I feel like he's gonna be another one of those cards that they milk a lot every time they go back to Zendikar. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's. I'll go ahead and read this uh, third card. I do know this one as well. Courier's Capsule. Um, this is from uh, Shards of Alara. Uh, is a two mana artifact, uh, and it's a blue artifact. I think this is one of the sets where that first started being a thing so mm. one generic one blue uh for an artifact and just sits on the field with the activated ability um two mana one generic one blue tap and sacrifice to draw two cards so it kind of fits that like a divination slot uh for um uh, uh you know for the set it costs a it costs a one more um but you um it costs more because you got to pay two to play it and then two to sacrifice it. But it does just sit on the field so you can invest that mana in different turns of the game and you get artifact synergies on top of it. Um, I know that there was a white one and a black one. I think the black one was like Doomblade and the white one may have been something that was unplayable. Oh, I think it, I think it was Return of Enchantment from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this is a really uh, neat... Um, uh, iteration of just the like blue draw to cards for the set yeah it's like a double clue sort of um you know you pay for it twice and you get two cards i don't know um i, I definitely think it's not super strong um interesting design space I, this was one of them that i had not heard of before uh mm. before we did this so i'm glad you had but <laughs> i don't know i just can't really figure i i can't really see this seeing play anywhere even limited to be honest uh, no no it's not really not really something you want unless you're playing a deck that wants divination but also wants artifacts on the field and even then i think you have better cards you could be playing right yeah unless you have a way to like recur those artifacts over and over yeah hey you know uh it insta drip for all of your uh you know mono blue decks right you know uh l let's be honest a lot of the uh the blue mages you know could use wardrobe updates and i think the courier's capsule is a great uh um uh, accent piece that they could uh try on to uh, up the drip game right yeah it looks very nice i really love this art i wish the good art went on better cards <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would definitely be a good thing uh but i think you said we got one more card yeah speaking of good art that needs to go on better cards Hmm. This is a hindering touch. Three and a blue for an instant counter target spell unless its controller pays two. Storm. 
So this is just like a much, much worse fluster storm hmm. that can hit any kind of card. So like right off the bat, you're going to get a second copy of this because in order for it to counter a spell, a spell had to be cast. So like if you're just your opponent's casting a spell, you're casting this, you're going to get two copies of it. So they're going to have to pay four total if they want to keep their spell, which is pretty all right. Um, but it's a four mana counter spell. For four mana, you should be unconditionally countering things. Uh, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. This is um, one. It's one of the like only like two or three handful of cards uh, that have storm that are not just completely broken. Uh, I think there. I think maybe like the one that gets lands and maybe the one that like brings creature cards from your graveyard to your hand are like the only ones that are not just completely busted in uh, um, uh, popper at least. But yeah, yeah, just the ones that aren't completely busted are the ones I haven't heard of. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, just at the, at this cost and uh, what it does, it's just unplayable. Fluster Storm is a much better version of this. Uh, and uh, I know maybe someday we'll get kind of something in between, um, you know, so it's something that may be um, not as broken as Fluster Storm, maybe something that's um, uh, more conditional uh, or, um, you know, situational. Uh, would be good but yeah just the cost of this it's uh it's it's no good um i would not i knew that there was a a storm counter spell from scourge but i could not tell you what its name was or what the art was um but yeah there's there's definitely something crazy going on in um in, in this art here um i like it yeah i love this art i think it looks really cool um i just the card's really bad <laughs> Sure, yeah. Shout out to Glenn Angus for having one of the more comical MTG artist names out there. Yeah, that is that sorry, is an interesting sorry, love one. You. Sorry, love you, buddy. Love you, Glenn. Friend of the show, Glenn Angus. <laughs> oh yeah. So okay, I think I think that that uh, brings us to the end of our our episode here. Thank you for listening to this episode. It really means a lot to us. Uh, Fred, are you ready to wrap this one up? Absolutely. I think I am. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to this episode of Gutshot. You can follow us at, on Twitter at GutshotPod, and you can, of course, like, subscribe, etc. here on YouTube. Will is at AgroRhetoric on Twitter. Uh, this has been Gutshot. This is your part. Fine. Yes, yes. Uh, thank, thank you, everyone. This is Gut Shot, eternally one card short during deck check, always. And we'll see you next time.